Welcome to another episode six over of Exploring Arts podcast, a Florida International University students podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host Kui. I'm delighted to have David with me today. David, welcome to Exploring Arts podcast. Thank you for having me. Today we are going to talk about the artist Crystal and his wife Jean Claude and their various installations. I'll give a brief summary on who the Crystals are. Crystal Javachev and his wife, Jean-Claude, are a couple who collaborated on art. The duo's main types of art they made were paintings and what they're most known for, art installations. What art, artistic movements would you classify the Crystals under? The Crystals are considered contemporary art. They're contemporary artists because their works follow the conventions of being process-based and experimental in nature. Can you tell me about some of their most memorable works? The installations I most remember are the Running Fence, the Rob Reichstag, and the Gates. Running Fence was a large art installation composed of white nylon fabric in the Mm -hmm. shape of a fence. The project was located in the state of California. Mm -hmm. The fence had an imposing scale since it was 18 feet high and 24 and a half miles long. The work added to the rural country landscape it was a part of. How long did it take for them to create the running face? It took nearly three and a half years to complete. The reason it took so long is that they had to deal with the bureaucracy from local agencies, which required them to get permission from government officials, and that they also had to get permission from several ranch owners in the area so that they could have the fence going through their territory. How long did the installation last? The running fence had a lifespan of only two weeks. Why so little time if it took them years to take to make? Kristen and his wife wanted their works to be temporary. Okay. Going back to the other works they made, my personal favorite installation, which happens to be one of the most difficult to have made happen, was the Rap Reichstag. The Reichstag building is the German equivalent of the US Capitol. The history behind the building is fascinating and complex. An interesting piece of history about the building is that a fire that occurred there inadvertently led to Hitler taking power in Germany. This has nothing to do with the installation itself, but it goes to show you what type of important place this was. Well, what did this work look like? The Rab Reichstag was basically a large government building that was completely covered with fabric. The wrap made the structure appear like it was made out of an almost plastic trash bag-like appearance. You mentioned that this work was one of the most difficult to make. How long did it take for them to do this project? It took them 24 years to make. How come? Well, it has to do with its geographic location and cultural events. Can you be more specific? Yes, the reason that the work took so long is because after World War II, Germany got split in half. The half of Germany which the Reichstag was located in was East Germany, which was communist and overseen by the Soviets. It took about 40 years for the nation of Germany to be reunited again as one country. Once the Berlin Wall came down in the 90s, then it became possible for the Crystals to do their project. It reminds me of a work by the by the crystals that also got them the same attention, the wall of oil barrels. The iron curtain, a wall of 80, 89 
oil barrels that stacked to a block of the Visconti Street on the left bank of Paris as a manifesto against the Berlin Wall, which was dismantled just eight hours later. But it was certainly a great work that had an impact on the world. Was the work political in some way? I don't think the work was political because the agenda of the crystals was always to make visually appealing works. The crystals artwork was not meant to have a political message. Give me an estimate of how long the installation ran for. 14 days. Two weeks. I couldn't imagine working on a project for 24 years and for it only to be up two weeks. Yeah, I agree. I'm curious how much did the rock, rock the right tackles? From what I read initial, initially, it was only meant to be $6 million, but they ended up having to spend $10 million. That's a lot of money. What can you tell me about this installation, the gates? The gates is probably one of the crystal's most famous installations. The installation oh. was located in New York Central Park. The appearance of it was two steel beams holding a piece of cloth. The colorway of the gate was saffron or light orange. Does this remind you of anything? Now that you mention it, to me, these gates remind me of the Japanese Tori gates, which were placed near Shinto shrines. Going back to the gates, the work spanned over 23 miles of walkway along the park's past. The work broke with the banality of repetition of the park's landscape and created a new refreshing scene. How long did it take to make? The gate took 26 years for it to happen. When Crystal first proposed the idea, New York City officials made a lengthy speech listing the reasons why it was the wrong project in the wrong place at the wrong time. It sounded like they had a lot of difficulties. Yes, but they weren't deterred by the rejection. It seems like they were even a little happy about it. I found it very enlightening as much as abstract poetry is what Crystal said. As he explains again and again, his aesthetic encompasses everything in the process, the workers, the politics, the negotiations, the construction difficulties, and dealing with the hundreds of people. The final product, whether it was a wrap bridge or a stretch of fence, is the combination of the process and it's also fleeting. What was the construction process like? Since the work was large scale, the crystals had to hire hundreds of paid workers to help set up the beams. They also had to purchase and store big amounts of materials in warehouses that had to be shipped and assembled at the park. How much is this work cost taking into account labor and the materials? Allegedly, the whole thing cost around $20 million. What was the display time for this work? From what I recall, the work was up for 16 days. Can you explain to me why they chose to make their work temporary? They chose to make their works temporary because they wanted them to be ephemeral. What this means is that they wanted the works to be seen for a limited amount of time, so it would be special. Oh, did, did they never make any permanent installation? I heard that there was only one permanent installation they had. The only thing is that it is still in the works and is a posthumous production. Can you tell me more? The name of the installation is Mastaba, and it's going to be made in Abu Dhabi. As of right now, it still has not been made. However, it is important to know that once the work is finished, it will technically be the largest contemporary sculpture in the world.
Also, their work sounds expensive. Who paid for them? The Crystal self-financed all their works. They raised the money from for their projects by selling their art to collectors. A thing I, I liked about this was that they did not accept money from taxpayers, donors, or co corporate sponsors. They paid with their own money. Something I also noticed is their installation took many years to complete. What is that? Their installations took several years because of the bureaucracy involved. For the crystals, the process was a part of the art. The bulk of the time it took to create the works was spent waiting and getting permission from officials and institutions. Were the installation controversial? What did the people think? Yes, the installations were controversial and received mixed reception from the public. One half of the people praised the work and thought it was visually appealing. The other half critiqued that it was disrupting the natural scenery by adding an unpleasant side to it. It's clear the crystals aren't put off by the criticism. Sure, the crystals were aware of how divisive their works were. They simply did not care about others' opinions because their works were just for them. An analogy by John Clara liked was when she said that their work was kind of like their baby. She said that you don't have a baby for others, only for yourself, and that, it, and that her art was the same thing. You had mentioned before that the crystals had a deal with government official and institution. How did the corruption go? The cooperation was a tedious process of negotiation. The crystals would agree to conditions and pay the necessary costs, and then eventually they would be able to do their works. What was the art making process like? The process for the installation was very industrial. It required a lot of tools, labor, and space to create. And what's the first word that comes to mind when you mention the crystals? It's definitely the wrapping. It's an interesting word. Can you elaborate on the con connection between them and wrapping? Of course. The reason I say that is naturally because I can't get away from the artistic style. Unlike the other conceptual artists who often create art in different mediums, they tie their artistic careers more closely to rapping, like the rap Capital One mentioned before, and the rap Arc de Triumph. Oh, we don't seem to have talked about the rap of the twelfth yet. Can you please tell us the story behind the work? It sounds like it was a very difficult thing to do. It is indeed very difficult, and it all starts at the very beginning, after a young artist fled communist Bulgaria as a young man. He always gazed at the monument from his small attic apartment. In a, compo in a composite photo from 1962, the 50-meter torch was roughly tied up. Freedom triumphs over sanctity. He always wanted people to revisit what they might not have seen before. Is it far to say that wrapping the activist was Crystal's lifelong dream? Yes, and after and the year after his death, the dream became a reality. Although he did not wit witness it with his own eyes, everything went as he imagined it would. The director of the project was Crystal's nephew, and he said that he wanted to create a living object that, by blowing on the folds, transformed <laughs> in the appearance of the Arc de Triomphe into something sensual. He did it. Yeah. Like any great monument, 
Dark the Triumph was built to last forever. And Crystal, <clears throat> conceptual art, is ephemeral. It will be dismantled <clears throat> in a few years. This implies a kind of liberation, something because the ephemeral nature of the work makes it impossible for anyone to appropriate. It is immense, yet it is also real. At the end of the Champs Elysees, a fanatic pale object beckons. Its shimmering light held in place by the 136 tons of steel plates. The effect is bewitching and fascinating. Is it far to say that Crystal's art is like the man himself? An artist certainly cannot be separated from the artist's own life. Crystal once spent 17 years of his life without a nationality. And although he eventually became an American, Paris will always be a different place in his heart. Perhaps this is also one of the reasons why he clings to the Arc de Triomphe. There is no doubt that this work, though long dismantled, will always remain in people's hearts. So let's get back to the, their artistry. Crystal, like the conceptualist artist of the 60s and 70s, was interested in invisible objects and processes. He shows objects by wrapping them, which is a common conceptualist art concept in itself. It sounds like they're a twist. You caught it. And what sets him apart is that his work <clears throat> has captured the attention of the public and the global media has inspired a great deal of joy and love. It seems authorizing that his work has caught this public eye. There is clearly what he needs to, and the fact that his artwork is easily understood but hard to categorize. At first, his penchant for wrapping everyday objects like paint cans and oil drums seemed to connect him to American pop artists of the 1960s and French neorealists. But then he began wrapping his entire buildings and moving outdoors to create environmentally relevant large-scale works reminiscent of the utopian ideas of Soviet socialist realism, which were positioned to become art for the masses. But Crystal's ideas are a little bit uh, different. Yes, those giant monuments which should stand are public works imposed by the state on a controlled mass. But Crystal changed that. He brings an ephemeral abstraction where the meaning is always open and there are no absolute answers. It depends on the messy and slow-paced political theater that is ultimate concept of his art. You said before that art and this life experience of an artist cannot be separated. Why do you say that? I, I will talk about it, but before I do, I would like to ask you a question. What comes to your mind about these fleeting works? Oh, that's a hard question to answer. If I have to say, Freedom. Great answer. That's what Crystal is looking for. Why would you say that? Crystal once said, the work of art is a cry of freedom. As a refugee in Eastern Europe, Crystal's goal throughout his life had been to pursue freedom, whether it be freedom of person, thought, or creation. Even though his creative concepts <clears throat> sounded absurd and even whimsical at first, it was because of this freedom that was really hard to come by. And even though each proposal took decades and millions of dollars and involved not only huge efforts, but also <clears throat> long waiting times, he was able to convince bureaucratic authorities with cases at all levels of court 
and overcome the restrictions of the environmental mechanism through his incredible perseverance and even his open-mindedness and humor. He has overcome all kinds of difficulties, both tangible and intangible, to achieve the creative freedom he has always sought. You mean not being bound by the world? He doesn't want to be bound by himself or to the art he creates? You could say that when he creates these works, like the Capitol and the Ark, the Trump, he also wanted them not to be bound by the definitions of the world. Crystal is really a really interesting person. Not only that, but Crystal uses his idea and the means to create his art in a different way, combining it with important iconic landmarks on the earth and not being confined to the gallery halls. He also deliberately, deliberately changed the fate of the tributes of many cities and landscapes and rebuilt their position and value of existence. For example? For example, in Miami, a place we're, we're all familiar with, the Surrounded Island, his work from 1982, the first appearance of a Corbiscan Bay in the National Art Press swept away the dark image of Miami as a lost paradise and changed the attitude of the residents from one of extreme hostility to one of acceptance from one of suspicion to one of pride and touched off a cultural identity. Overnight, Miami became a navigator of artistic expression and over the past 40 years has developed into a mecca for contemporary art, a city whose identity has been completely rewritten. It was a pivotal work, the most important art installation of all time and, and the beginning of a new era in contemporary art. His process has brought back a lot of thinking. Yes, even with all the financial, material, mental, human, and temporal costs, Crystal's work is short-lived, only meeting at a specific time and place and leaving no trace of it ever since. His aim is not to rap. Rapping is only a means to an end. He wants to remind you to change your perspective by changing your vision. Yes, many landmarks appear decades or even centuries before we were born and uh, are so happy to us that we don't think about the possibility that they don't exist. <clears throat> it is because of this idea that when these cold hard structures become poetic, sensual, fragile, and short-lived, even sculptures that can be lost, we have the opportunity or question our visual inertia to rethink and examine what we take for granted and to see the existence of this architecture and its impact on the earth with no eyes and meaning. Thank you for joining us so much today. Here's episode 601. My name is Koyi. My partner name is David. I appreciate it. Let's conclude Exploring Art podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever. You get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon and remember to stay curious.